0: with Dr. Frank Turek.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, let me ask you a question. In the United States of America, is the government supposed to be protecting the free exercise of religion of its citizens? Or is the government supposed to be coercing religion in America? Free exercise or government coercion? Which do you think? Now, in uh, 2012, the United States Department of Health and Human Services, called HHS, issued a mandate under Obamacare that requires all employer health plans to provide free contraceptives, sterilizations, and abortion-inducing drugs regardless of any moral or religious objections. Then, just this past May 13th, President Obama, through the power of his Department of Justice and Department of Education, declared that every public school facility should no longer have sex-distinct bathrooms, changing rooms, or showers. No facility should be restricted to either male or female. Any school that does so, his administration says, is discriminatory and violating Title IX of U.S. law. Now, Just to be very clear, ladies and gentlemen, on this program, we do not endorse candidates, but we do try and inform you about what the candidates believe. We report, you decide. Hey, Brent, does someone else have that slogan already? I kind of like that. We report, you decide. Anyway, what we're going to do today is to give you some evidence that will help you understand where the candidates stand on this issue of what we call religious freedom or religious coercion. Now, let me point out that both candidates, major candidates for president, both Mr. Trump, Mrs. Clinton, realize they have to turn out religious voters to win. In fact, even Hillary Clinton is advertising on the Christian Post, the website, the Christian Post. Now, she is not advertising her views on abortion or... The religious coercion that she wants the government to get behind, but she's advertising there. So let me show you what some of her views really are with regard to religious freedom. Mrs. Clinton in 2015 was at some sort of women's forum giving a speech. And I want you to listen to what Hillary Clinton said about religious beliefs. She's talking about the subject of abortion, what she calls reproductive health. And I want you to hear what she says about how religious beliefs must be changed. Here we go. Listen to this.
2: But far too many women are still denied critical access to reproductive health care and safe childbirth. All the laws we've passed don't count for much if they're not enforced. Rights have to exist in practice, not just on paper. Laws have to be backed up with resources and political will. And deep seated cultural codes, religious beliefs, and structural biases have to be changed. As I.
1: Applause for that line, ladies and gentlemen. Let's listen to that line again. What did she say about religious beliefs? Let's hear that again.
2: Deep-seated cultural codes, religious beliefs, and structural biases have to be changed.
1: And they have to be changed through law? Wait, wait, wait. In America? We, that these law, And she goes on, if you listen to the rest of it, I don't have the entire clip here, but she goes on to say this needs to happen in the United States. What needs to happen in the United States? Let me hear that again. Let me hear that short version again. What, what is that again? Go ahead.
2: Deep-seated cultural codes, religious beliefs, and structural biases have to be changed.
1: Religious beliefs have to be changed. This is a candidate for the presidency of the United States, and she's going to use the force of the government to change religious beliefs. Let let me make sure that that I understand what she said. Let let me hear that one more time.
2: Deep-seated cultural codes, religious beliefs, and structural biases have to be changed.
1: Does she understand what the First Amendment to the United States Constitution says? Does she understand that, she, that Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion nor prohibiting the free exercise thereof? She wants to establish a religious government? Is that what she's saying? Or she wants to change religious beliefs from the government? Let's hear that again. Let, let me make sure I got that right.
2: Deep-seated cultural codes, religious beliefs, and structural biases have to be changed
1: now ladies and gentlemen if you want to listen to that entire clip i'm going to make it available to you in fact i want you to go to americanevangelicals.com americanevangelicals.com because americanevangelicals.com has a great summary of what is going on in this country by forces of the left, the so-called progressives, which really, in my view, are the regressives. They're not liberal at all in the traditional sense of the word. They want to impose their religious viewpoint on everybody else. Again, the website is AmericanEvangelicals.com, and uh, a, a lady I've known about for quite a while, but I just met recently, actually has put this website together. Her name is Kelly Monroe Kolberg. Now, you may, may have heard of Kelly, because uh, she is a Christian apologist. She's the author of Finding God at Harvard, and she began the Veritas Forum in many universities. I subscribe to the Veritas Forum YouTube page, and so should you, because at the Veritas Forum, what they do is they bring speakers Christian apologists and they bring them to some of the top campuses in the in the world now, not just in the United States but in the world but pr- primarily in the United States and uh, they pr- uh, present these Christian apologists to the student body, the faculty, anybody can come. And they've had folks like John Lennox and Robbie Zacharias and Tim Keller and many others. Uh, and Kelly is the one that started that. And now she's running an organization called American Conservancy. And uh, she is one of the authors of a powerful letter that is actually on the Uh, AmericanEvangelicals.com. You need to go there and read this letter. And right after the break, we're going to have Kelly on and we're going to discuss this uh, letter. And uh, the title uh, of a press release, which just came out recently, is called this, Christian Leaders Call for Unity Against Progressive, i.e. Liberal, not in the traditional sense of the word, but in the current sense of the word, progressive, liberal agenda and funding. Today, more than 75 America's foremost evangelical and Catholic leaders released a powerful letter urging progressive faith groups to turn away from liberal political funding of George Soros. Though I, I, Until recently, I didn't even know who George Soros was. I kept hearing his name. But now you're, you're going to hear who George Soros really is. Anyway, they want... These uh, Christians here to turn away from liberal political funding groups of George Soros and his allies and their agenda that weakens the poor, doesn't help the poor, weakens the poor, the church and the nation. Co signers of this letter include Dr. Alveda King, Dr. James Garlow, Matt Staver, George Barna, Miles McPherson, Lieutenant General William Jerry Boykin, Eric Metaxas, uh, Bishop Harry Jackson, some of these folks we've had on this program. Of course, Kelly Kohlberg, who will be our guest here right after the break, she's the group's spokesperson and said hopefully this call to repentance will awaken the church and nation to the anti-christian funding and agenda behind the religious left's faith fronts our letter is the church speaking truth to power our hope is to return to a true gospel witness grounded in the whole council of scripture biblical wisdom not progressive policies forced by big government is the highest love for human beings And this letter launches an informal American Evangelicals or American Association of Evangelicals. That's why you need to go to AmericanEvangelicals.org or I think it might be .com as well, but go to one of the two. We'll get the the right website right after the break. And I'm going to have Kelly on this program. And you're going to hear some things you haven't heard before that have been motivated or that have been motivating the left, including what Mrs. Clinton said last year about changing religious beliefs by the force of government yeah you didn't think you'd hear that in america but it's happening in america today you're listening to cross-examine with frank turek on the american family radio network our website cross that's cross-examine with a d on the end of it.org i'm back in just two minutes you're not going to want to miss the rest of this program don't go away
3: does the changing <laughs> of the seasons have you thinking about the future If you're feeling like you can't contribute as you have in the past, maybe we can offer some help. There are many ways to make an end-of-the-year charitable gift. A cash donation comes with the advantage of a tax deduction. Transferring appreciated stock can allow you to avoid capital gains taxes. You could leave a gift through a will or trust by naming AFA as a beneficiary. And a charitable gift annuity provides a deduction for today as well as guaranteed income for life. As 2016 draws to a close, let us show you how to maximize your year-end giving for yourself and for AFA. Visit afafoundation.net or call 800-326-4543, extension 345. If the economy has you worried about what the future may bring, giving through the AFA Foundation could help. Again, that's afafoundation.net or call 800-326-4543, extension 345.
4: American Family Radio is for your family. This
5: is Joel from Louisville, Mississippi. I want to tell you that I had a remarkable experience one time driving up from Louisiana, and i would gotten to about Belzona where I could pick up American Family Radio. I had just been through some turmoil with my dad and where some old hurts came back to the surface. And you played that song from Big Daddy Weed. About redeemed, and I was so touched and blessed by that. And I want to let you know how much a blessing. Many times, going to work in the morning and just glorifying God and, and worshiping Him just gives me that little boost through the day that helps me get through what I have to face. So I'm very thankful for AFR.
4: Help us touch even more lives during our three-day shareathon starting October 18th.
1: public radio, go no further. We're actually going to tell you the truth here. I can guarantee you, you are not going to hear this on NPR, what we're talking about here today. In fact, NPR is trying to give the opposite point of view. They're going to hide what we're about to tell you here today. We're talking about the loss of religious freedom in this country and that some people, particularly even Mrs. Hillary Clinton— want to use the force of government to change your religious beliefs. Hillary Clinton was actually at a women's, it was actually called Women in the World Summit in 2015, and here is what she said. But
2: far too many women are still denied critical access to reproductive health care and safe childbirth. All the laws we've passed don't count for much if they're not enforced. Rights have to exist in practice, not just on paper. Laws have to be backed up with resources and political will. And deep-seated cultural codes, religious beliefs, and structural biases have to be changed. As I...
1: Laws, ladies and gentlemen, have to be, have to, be changed and political will must be used to change your religious beliefs. If you're pro-life, that needs to change. If you're for natural law, biblical marriage, that belief must be must be changed. If you don't see things our way, i.e. the government's way, we're going to use law and political power to change what you believe, what you think, how you act out your religion. We're going to do that from the government. That is what she's saying. Now, here to discuss this with me is Kelly monroe Kohlberg. I introduced Kelly before the break. I don't want to waste any more time on that. Kelly, how are you today? Kelly, are you there?
4: Yes. Hi, Frank. Thank you for
1: having me. Oh well you've enlightened me just by sending me your your website here I, I I knew of you for many years and you were the the uh impetus behind the fabulous veritas forum and now you're uh running the american conservatory and american dot com how did all this begin kelly well thanks um
4: yeah my project now is uh Not Veritas, per se, which is doing well on its own, but America Conservancy, kind Uh of like the Nature Conservancy. Oh, Conservancy. I didn't even pronounce that
1: properly. I'm from New Jersey, sorry. I butchered Uh, that.
4: Yeah, that (laughs) word. No, that's fine. Um, But the idea is, you know, how do we tap into the roots, kind of an organic image of the roots of um, who Christ is and, and the Christian roots of the American experiment, again, so that the tree of culture would thrive again. Um, and what we find more often are uh, these people like Mrs. Clinton who are laying an ax to the root of, um, of, the, of the American story.
1: Now, Kelly, I'm looking at this website that you put together, AmericanEvangelicals.com, and everyone needs to go to it right now because it will sum up everything we're about to say here on this program, and it's everything is documented, what we're saying here on this program. Uh, this webpage says, a call to repentance and renewal, an open letter to Christian pastors, leaders, and believers who assist the anti-Christian progressive political movement in America. Who is assisting uh, these progressives in America, Kelly?
4: This is very important for the church to understand what's happening. Um, it's certainly happening in states like North Carolina, but really in every state. Um, and is, I don't know if your our audience is mostly the Southeast or nationally. Uh, a little
1: bit of both, but a lot in the Southeast, yes.
4: Okay, great. So if you go to
1: mappingtheleft.com
4: mm-hmm. or org... <laughs> All right. Mapping the left, you'll see a website that is the Soros Reynolds family um, activist network that is essentially attacking North Carolina, mm-hmm. uh, the politics and your governor and so forth. <clears throat> um, and but this is how ha- we're in a season of what somebody's called political warfare, and what's happening are globalist billionaires who profit. By demoralizing and weakening America, so their their global power and leverage get become greater as America and any strong sovereign nation becomes weaker. I know that's kind of hard to believe. I didn't believe it for a long time. So what and what they do now is use um, ministers to run their projects because it confuses Christians. Mm. And so starting in 2004, I think. George Soros is a Hungarian, self-declared atheist, Hungarian billionaire who broke the Bank of England in 1992. He's a convicted felon in France, and he came to America in the late 50s and is based here in New York. And he's been running politicians and funding now a massive network of activist groups that swarm on situations like Ferguson... Uh, like Indiana and Governor Governor Pence, um, I could go on. They swarm on people like, say, Michelle Bachman um, or, uh, I think, your governor. Mm -hmm. They swarm on on, uh, situations, and the well-funded, well-organized minority overwhelms the unorganized, unfunded majority of decent American citizens who don't know what the heck's happening. Uh, and suddenly, laws are changed. It seems like almost overnight. So this is uh, not; these are not grassroots movements. This is sort of astroturf. It's brought in. What's particularly disturbing, Frank, is that they now fund so-called ministers mm. to run fronts, say for the Iran nuclear deal, mm. or gay, you know, gay marriage, or um, <clears throat> open borders, which is a voting project. And now, so-called ministries are documenting undocumented people. So Soros began to fund Jim Wallace of Sojourners around 2004. It pretends to be an evangelical centrist ministry. After Jeremiah Wright was disgraced as a racist, black racist, Jim Wallace took his place, and he's an old friend of Barack Obama's. Uh, Wallace gave Obama the faith narrative. Um, and so, so uh, here we have a well-funded by an atheist billionaire uh, ministry called Sojourners um, teaching the left to use Bible words. So do you remember Nancy Pelosi trying to talk about John right. 1 and the word Right it's painful? These people actually had to learn the word, and it confused and divided a Christian moral consensus and broke up the red state value voting, voters, mm. and uh, it's a actually a communist tactic called um, <clears throat> the use of surprising validators, uh, ministers running anti-Christian causes.
1: Let me um, let me just let me so, just. So speak. They, use words, but well, that, exactly do,
4: they use our words but not our meaning.
1: Well, that that's exactly what cults do. Theological cults—they use our words but not our meaning. Uh, so they'll talk about Jesus, but he's not like the Jesus of the Bible. He's some—he's some other Jesus, right? right? But they're using the That's same exactly. words. And yep. let me let me be very clear. This name Jim Wallace—you're thinking. Is this your Jim Wallace friend, the guy who wrote Cold Case Christianity? No, that's Jay Warner Wallace. The Jim Wallace that Kelly's referring to is W A L L I S. And that Jim Wallace is the reason my friend Jim Wallace goes by the name Jay Warner Wallace. It's spelled, <laughs> it's spelled differently W A L L A C E. That's our friend Jim Wallace. But this Jim Wallace here is very liberal, and he is actually not taking the entire uh, Bible and and making his positions off that. He's cherry picking verses out of context to try and get people to believe that liberal causes are biblical causes. And he's using words that uh, sound good to faith people, sound good to Christians, but he's pouring different meaning into them. And that's what Kelly is saying here. Now, Kelly, you have actually a paragraph. Again, uh, we're not going to be able to get through all this today uh, on the program. So I need our listeners to go to AmericanEvangelicals.com to see what we're talking about but you actually signed par- the letter Had signed the letter absolutely you you actually have a, something here called as recent leaked documents confirm what leaked documents what are you talking about there
4: <laughs> what's, well i think what's great about this letter is that um the authors embedded the evidence into the letter as, and kind of hypertext links so you could read the letter and it's a real education um, and click on a word, and you'll see the evidence. So the it was both IRS 990. Doc, basically, we studied the flow of money mm-hmm. to find out who was pulling the strings. And uh, and then, so IRS 990 showed Open Society. That's George Soros, one of his channels. Fun, it's actually Soros.org on the web. Funding sojourners. Funding... Um, a man named Richard Sisek, who used to be the Capitol Hill director of the National Association of Evangelicals. Mm. Uh, He changed his mind on every issue. He called it a conversion. And um, then eventually he had to resign. Where did he go to work? The Open Society Institute of George Soros. He'd known him apparently beforehand and had, while he was on the Hill, representing thousands of churches had this interesting connection to the Open Society Institute of George Soros. I mean, you almost can't make this up. Um, and so w- the leaked document, someone about six weeks ago, I have no idea who it was, hacked into the Open Society um, Foundation.
1: Mm-hmm. And, That's George Soros' foundation, okay. Yes, uh-huh. and there
4: are 2,700 documents that were leaked that are now publicly available. Sort of like WikiLeaks yeah right uh, and it, it's available on Soros, S-O-R-O-S dot DC leaks dot com. and okay. what what we found was it confirmed everything I'm saying that in fact they use um, they they use a faith r- minister faith front for uh, a lot of their projects and it is precisely the opposite of what you or I or your listeners or Francis Schaefer or C.S. Lewis—
1: Or anybody that reads the would, whole Bible would, would, would yeah. get behind. <laughs> right. So they're
4: cherry-picking Bible words to confuse people, but it's not the whole counsel of Scripture. Right. So our letter is saying, hey, biblical truth is the highest love for human beings.
1: The Absolutely. The whole
4: counsel of Scripture is the Absolutely. highest— love for human beings. Anything else is unloving, and we're calling these ministers to repent, to publicly confess uh, how they're destroying the church and destroying the nation.
1: All right, hold the thought, Kelly. We're going to come back with Kelly monroe Kohlberg in just a minute. You're not going to believe this stuff, folks. It's amazing. We're back in just two minutes. I'm Frank Turk. Don't go away.
5: Hello everyone, this is James Dobson inviting you to join us for our next edition of Family Talk. Every day we come to these microphones with someone in mind, whether it's a
4: busy mom looking for tips on discipline, or a husband who wants to learn more about connecting with his wife. We want to put an arm around your family in any way that we can. So join us next time for Family Talk. Each weekday morning at 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central on AFR Talk. God has appointed
2: Christians as difference-makers in our world. And by voting this election cycle, we can effect positive change for our nation. In 2012, 20 to 30 million Christians did not vote, and we've seen the results. On Election Day, we can make a difference. Voter registration deadline in most states is October 8th. Election Day is November 8th. Be sure you're registered and then vote. Be an informed voter. Visit afaaction.net to get the AFA Action Voter Guide.
5: Hey, this is Bart Millard from Mercy Me, and I have some awesome news. There is a way to break free from drug addiction, no matter how hopeless things might seem.
0: Hi, I'm Angie. I had been up for eight days on a methamphetamine binge, and I found myself alone in a 24-hour super center, and I remember crying out to God and asking Him for His help, and by the end of the week, I was in a Teen Challenge program. And since coming here, I have found a relationship with Jesus, and it's an amazing peace that I have because of it.
5: For more than 50 years, Teen Challenge has been helping both teens and adults find a life of freedom. If you or a loved one is ready to end an addiction, you can call Teen Challenge toll-free at 1-855-END-ADDICTION or visit them online at teenchallengeusa.com. You're listening to American Family Radio.
1: with Frank Turk and the American Family Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow I'll be at Portsmouth, Ohio. Actually, I'll be there tonight. Uh, 5 p.m. service and then a tomorrow morning service in Portsmouth, ohio you can see the details on our website CrossExamined.org. click on events or if you have the app you'll see it there then on let's see on uh, the fifth which is wednesday i'll be at east carolina university doing i don't have enough faith to be an atheist part two the next night i'll be at sandhills community college near pinehurst north carolina uh, and then next week, I'll be in Raleigh, speaking at Midway Baptist. So I'll be uh, around the North Carolina area, Ohio today, today, tomorrow, and then North Carolina the rest of the week. So check out uh, those events. If you're in the area, I'd love to see you there. Uh, by the way, the events at ECU, East Carolina University, and uh, Sand Hills, they're all open to the public. So I hope to see you there. Now, I'm talking to my friend uh, Kelly Monroe-Kulberg. Uh, We need to go, you need to go to AmericanEvangelicals.com to see what we're talking about. And Kelly, uh, you have a list in this uh, page, on this page, AmericanEvangelicals.com, that I think summarizes very succinctly the consequences of liberal political activism over the past eight years. Can you just list these 10 things just very quickly? What's been going on in America for the past 10 years?
4: Sure. Well, this is what the progressive ministers have given us, and this is why we're calling them to repentance. And this is a short list, Frank, you understand. I know. Um, The first three have to do with the breakdown of sanctity of life and and the family. Number one, a growth industry in trafficking baby uh, organs and parts, um, you know, funded and defended by the Democrat Party. Number two, the abandonment of a biblical view of marriage that protected and liberated children and adults from centuries of pagan slavery, poverty, polygamy, and non-life-giving sexuality. Number three, the transgender agenda imposed by Obama government edict, including re-education forced on our citizens and businesses and military and churches and schools. Number four, we get into the economy, the, de- the decline of the economy with our national debt doubled now to nearly twenty trillion dollars, economic stagnation and increased welfare dependency. Number five, you know this is ironic, Frank, because um, the the progressive ministers are sh- trying to shame Republican voters as racist <laughs> mm. right and uh, you know, they're agitating riots in our cities. Uh, last week in Charlotte, 70% of the people arrested were not even from North Carolina. They were shipped in. They're Soros people. Wow. They're, they're, they're hired agitators and troublemakers. Mm. Uh, number five, increased minority unemployment. Uh, progressive policies are the ones hurting minorities. That's racism. Right. Uh, right. Number, yeah. Poverty, violent inner city, lawlessness, la- la- loss of opportunity for for so many African Americans and Hispanics and other, and other folks. Number six: um, heightened racial division, tension, uh, and civil unrest. Number wait, seven: open wait. borders. And Kelly, sanctuary racial, cities. racial division.
1: Racial division. Obama cities. was supposed to solve all that. What happened?
4: He uh, he escalated all of it. So. Um, why were the borders open? Well, apparently, uh, there's a lot of a lot of people being documented right now to vote. Uh, but these, oh, this is not a biblical view of immigration, where we see only wise welcome. We don't see open borders, nor do we see fully closed borders. We see wisdom. Uh, so, of course, this leads to an increase of drugs and crime and disease, uh, now terrorism. Uh, Anyway, so skipping to number nine, we see hostility toward Judeo-Christian religious liberty in our courts, in our media, in our universities, the very thing Mrs. Clinton's doing and saying. And number ten, the widespread political use of agencies like the IRS to intimidate uh, normal citizens, the kind of people who used to be in Norman Rockwell paintings, who built Mm. our country, who fought our wars are now enemies of the government. Are you kidding?
1: Now Uh, so
4: we've got to speak up. Yeah, you're right.
1: Oh, no, you write here, and this is the next line, on, and Mary, this is on AmericanEvangelicals.com. You need to go there, AmericanEvangelicals.com. Here's what you write after that. After such demoralization and pain, why would any religious leader ask Christians to embrace a, po- a progressive political agenda that is clearly anti-Christian? And then you reference the speech that Hillary Clinton gave, and I want to play the full clip again right now in case you missed it. Here's what Hillary Clinton said at a women's summit just last year.
2: But far too many women are still denied critical access to reproductive health care and safe childbirth. All the laws we've passed don't count for much if they're not enforced. Rights have to exist in practice, not just on paper. Laws have to be backed up with resources and political will and deep-seated cultural codes, religious beliefs, and structural biases have to be changed. As I...
1: And she gets applause for that. She wants to use the power of the government, government coercion, to change your religious beliefs. Let me review what Kelly just said here. She has these 10 things that have occurred, or these, these 10 results that have occurred over the past eight years of the liberal political agenda. Uh, We're trafficking in baby parts now. We've abandoned the biblical view of marriage. We've got a transgender agenda. We've doubled the national debt. We've increased minority unemployment, and we've increased violence in the inner cities. We've got heightened racial division and tension. We've got open borders. We've got refugees coming into America who are, are nearly all Muslim at very few, Christians from Syria in particular we and, and, and by the way if you screen people that could be okay but why all Muslims and why no Christians? Christians are under attack as well. We've got hostility toward uh, Judeo-Christian liberty as you just heard from Mrs. Clinton. She actually wants to use the power of the government to change what you believe and then we've got widespread political use of the IRS to intimidate conservatives. This is why the House is just considered impeaching the IRS director. I mean... Now, I, we, again, as, as I said before, Kelly, and I know you agree on this program here, we're not here to endorse candidates. We're here to just inform people as to where they stand. I personally think both candidates are flawed, and I think you would, you would agree with me. The question is, do we want four more years of the same, what we're getting, and as Hillary Clinton just said, or are we going to try something new? Uh, now, do you think Hillary Clinton is behind all these 10 things that I just mentioned?
4: Well, let's try to come full circle on this. The atheist billionaire and his friends we, who are funding the religious left to give to, to for their causes that mm-hmm. are not Christian causes are also, they're not uh, American sovereignty causes, they're globalists right. who profit from weakening sovereign nations. George Soros is the co-chairman of Ready for Hillary Pack?
1: George Soros, the guy who's behind these 10 things we just mentioned, at least partially, financially. Funding a lot of
4: those, the, the causes and can, La Raza, Code Pink, the ACLU, hmm. a, Sojourners, uh, Richard Sisek from the NAE is now New Evangelical Partnership, Catholics for, uh, in Alliance for the Common Good, Catholics for Choice. Phony faith, uh, and and some are real, they, they really exist, and some are made up, like uh, faith, faith in public life um, in the leaked documents attacks, you know, it, it gloats about negative media for actual Christian groups. Mm. It tried to influence the Pope uh, mm. in his speech to Congress. I mean, you can't make this up. So the person. Uh, the people like Soros funding with Ford and Rockefeller and other f- massive foundations funding these causes like Black Lives Matter is one of their projects um, they are, uh, this man Soros is the probably biggest giver and he's the co-chairman of Ready for Hillary PAC, he's a long time with the Clintons so no we don't endorse or den- denounce a candidate, yes both are flawed but the question is what do they usher in as a movement, as an administration, and what are the consequences of that? I am encouraged Mr. Trump is bringing in, going to bring in, it looks like thousands of wise and godly people, the people he's picking to come around him. Uh, so I don't look at either flawed candidate. I look at uh, the movement that they would usher in. Uh, is it for America? Does it preserve religious liberty? Uh, our freedoms, and uh, so obviously one is a very different story than another. But the same globalist is now being accused, George Soros, of of essentially Islamizing Europe Mm. because his open society programs have weakened borders and sovereignty all throughout Europe for 30 years. So Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban is saying... George Soros may never come back to Hungary, where Mm. he was born. And um, he's essentially destroying indigenous European culture. Why? It makes the little global elite thing more possible.
1: Well... Presidents come and go, but uh, parties uh, exist beyond the presidency. And what you uh, folks need to do, ladies and gentlemen, is look at the Democratic platform and look at the Republican platform and see which one lines up with biblical values. Uh, or natural law values more closely. There's no perfect platform, obviously. The Supreme
4: Court for decades.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's true. The Supreme Court does a, a slash for decades. I have noticed that uh, Mr. Trump has said several times that he's interested in putting conservative justices on the Supreme Court. In fact, the um, uh, he's t- he talks about 21 justices that have been vetted by the Federalist Society, and if he does. If he does become president and follows through on that, then that would certainly help the Supreme Court because the Federalist Society knows who the conservatives are. And when we say conservative friends, what we mean is they're gonna conserve what the Constitution says. They're not gonna invent their own uh, morality or their own worldview and impose it through through their decisions. They are going to be very faithful to what the Constitution says And therefore, what the people have said through their elected representatives who put the constitution into place and who have amended the constitution. So that is extremely important because more people have died. And this is gonna sound like a, uh, this is gonna sound uh, over the top, but I think if you think about it, it's true. More people in America have died from bad Supreme Court decisions than from terrorism. More people in America have died from bad Supreme Court decisions than terrorism. Just take. Just take Roe v. Wade alone. Millions have died. Thousands have died from terrorism, but millions have died from bad Supreme Court decisions. My guest is Kelly monroe Culberg If you have a question for Kelly, you'll be able to ask it in the next segment. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. Questions only. We don't have a lot of time for comments. If you, if you don't get to the point quickly, you're gone. So question for Kelly Monroe-Kulberg. 888-589-8840. Back in just two minutes. Don't go away.
0: Are you hungry for love? Unconditional love? Because unconditional is what we need. We have each made mistakes and blown it. We have made a mess of life, and deep inside, we wonder if anyone could love us the way we really are. God does, and that's why God let His only Son, Jesus Christ, die on a cross. Jesus died for us because we can't earn our own forgiveness. So He let His Son pay the price for us. That's how much God loves you. The Bible, God's book, says while you are a sinner, a person who failed and missed God's standards, Jesus died for you. But that's not all. God also raised Jesus from the dead, and because Jesus lives forever, you can too. If you want unconditional love and a new start in life, call 888-NEED-HIM. If you would like to speak to someone about beginning a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call 888-NEED-HIM.
5: It will take Christians with a biblical worldview to preserve and defend our liberties. This is Jim Garlow. Psalm 33:12 says, "'Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord." If you want to see America thrive politically, morally, economically, in any other way, it will first need to become well-versed, applying spiritual truths from the Word of God. Be bold in your conviction that the Word of God is true, that it has answers for a nation adrift in anti-biblical values that call evil good and good evil. The truth has power in itself. May God raise up a bold and well-versed people who will prophetically proclaim biblical truth to power and take captive every unbelieving thought and make it obedient to Christ. Simply stated, if you're a believer and you're well-versed in biblical ways, people have a reason to listen to you. Be well-versed at jimgarlow.com.
1: with Frank Turek and the American Family Radio Network, our website, crossexamined.org. The website you need to go for just about everything we've spoken about on this program today is AmericanEvangelicals.com. You can sign the letter there, too. Uh, AmericanEvangelicals.com. Kelly Monroe Culbert, my guest today, has put this website together. It really does a great job of summarizing what has happened in our country over the past eight years. So uh, you need to check that out. Uh, And you... You also, I think, need to point out to people that, yeah, we're talking about uh, religious freedom and religious liberty, which is what our First Amendment um, really guarantees for us. But I also think we need to couch it this way. We're all for religious liberty and we're all against the government coercing religious people or a government coerced religion which is really what's going on. I mean, look at the opposite side of the coin. Yes, people have religious liberty, but they should also not be coerced by the government to do something that goes against their religious beliefs. And that's what's going on. In fact, Hillary Clinton even said so. I'm gonna play the clip again, so you who are just tuning in can hear what she said. Let's play the whole clip.
2: But far too many women are still denied critical access to reproductive health care and safe childbirth. All the laws we've passed don't count for much if they're not enforced. Rights have to exist in practice, not just on paper. Laws have to be backed up with resources and political will. And deep-seated cultural codes, religious beliefs, and structural biases have to be changed. As I...
1: Hillary Clinton wants to use the force of law, political will, to change what your religious beliefs are. If your religious beliefs have anything to do with the Bible or natural law or anything consistent with Christianity, or, I know she's not going to agree with this, but even Islam, because Muslims are supposed to be pro-life too, but she won't say that now, will she? <laughs> in any event, the point here is, is that you've got the government coercing people. Now, Kelly, are you ready to take a question or two? Is that okay? Yes. Let's take, let's take some questions from the audience. We'll start with Pete in South Carolina. Pete, you have a question for Kelly. Hey, Frank,
5: good morning. Thank you for taking my call. And Kelly, great work. Uh, my question is I'm very concerned about the transfer of the Internet out of American jurisdiction where we now lose our First Amendment protections of freedom of speech and right to uh, uh, the press. And the question is, what concerns do you have uh, near or maybe long term about censorship of the Internet? Well, thank do
1: you, you, you that, for that
4: Kelly? great question. Um, it's something I've really been thinking. I'm sure Frank knows a lot about it, too. Uh, we all need to understand. So, again, coming full circle, George Soros, and just Google this Soros and Ford Foundation Internet Control. Um, they spent $196 million uh, the last couple of years lobbying for the transferred control or power of Internet regulation. This is deeply disturbing. Um, and Barack Obama has been running George Soros's agenda for, for eight years now. Um, uh, they know each other, of course, and and um, and this is truly troubling. So we have globalist foundations seeding seeding uh, 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 lobbying efforts and advocacy pressure on Congress that I believe Mitch McConnell did not stop this week. I, I could be wrong, but it looks like the U.S. Con- regu- regulatory control of the Internet is now in the process of being handed over to a more of a global entity. I don't know if that comes out of the United Nations or not. A lot of our power is being handed over to the United Nations, and probably the strongest force within the United Nations is the OIC, the Organization of Islamic Cooperation.
1: You know, Kelly... So this, I, uh, I, everyone,
4: I, everyone is hearing this is very disturbing. What will have... The, the end game on this, if it's not stopped, could be um, kind of a very Sharia-friendly uh, code of speech and conduct. Sharia, commerce.
1: Yeah, Sharia-friendly means Christian unfriendly, which means that you could never say a bad word about Islam, which means you probably couldn't say a good word about Christianity, which means we're talking about censorship here. Isn't it interesting that I saw a headline yesterday, I didn't read the whole article, Kelly, but uh, I think it was on the Drudge Report, it said, UN wants to stop Trump. Maybe it's because of, of this, that they're concerned that... Well, it's that, every
4: other issue. Trump represents American sovereignty and right. indigenous Cultural strength. The UN represents one world government.
1: Hmm. Thank you for your question, Pete. Very insightful question. I don't. Yeah, i And let me
4: add one thing that Hillary yeah. Clinton is likely very supportive of UN Resolution 1618, which would essentially criminalize any any uh, intelligent or otherwise critique of Islam.
1: Hmm. Yeah. There is another reason not to. Uh, Uh, to uh, just look at the surface issues here, friends. You need to dive a little bit deeper. Look at the platforms of both of these parties, the Democrat Party and the Republican Party, and see what they stand for. You can also go to AmericanEvangelicals.com, and our guest today is the one that put that together, Kelly Monroe-Kulberg. AmericanEvangelicals.com, everything that we've said, Practically is on that website, and there are links that back up everything that has been said. So, if you really want to dive into this, you can, and you need to inform people about these issues because and all your congressmen and, all your, congressmen and uh, your voters in particular, uh, because. People are using what sounds like Christian ease and Christian language to disguise an agenda that is decidedly anti Christian and anti free exercise yep. of religion and government coercion. You think I'm making this up? Government coercion. Let's hear the short clip from Hillary here.
2: Deep seated cultural codes, religious beliefs, and structural biases have to be changed.
1: And they have to be changed, according to Mrs. Clinton, by the government, by political will. Listen to the whole clip. If you want to see the whole clip, you can see it at AmericanEvangelicals.com. There's a link to the YouTube clip here. This is what she's saying. This is where the country is heading under the current leadership. The question is, what are you going to do about it? Are you just going to sit home and say, well, I'm not going to do anything about it. I don't like either candidate. Or are you going to choose maybe the least worst choice? <laughs> you know. And again, we don't endorse candidates here. We just tell you the truth and let you decide. We report, you decide. Someone came up about that, or someone came up with that slogan. I kind of uh, like it. Uh, Frank, I don't know who did. What?
4: <laughs> you know, you, you played that a couple times, and I'm, I'm sitting here thinking with Mrs. Clinton. I'm Imagine this. Imagine Mrs. Clinton in a room with Jesus, with Peter, with Paul. St. Augustine, mm-hmm. with Martin Luther, with John Calvin, uh, with Martin Luther King, Aqu- Aquinas, yeah. with C.S. Lewis, yeah. telling them, "I'm sorry, you have to your 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 thinking has to
1: change." Oh, that's because that's a good insight. Yeah, so. yeah, I yeah. said so. Yeah, it's that's absurd. a good insight.
4: It's
1: <laughs> yeah, the Apostle Paul. She's going to tell yeah. the Apostle Paul his thinking needs to change. Jesus, okay,
4: Mrs. Clinton, what you know, whatever <laughs> you say.
1: Yeah. Jesus. Jesus, <laughs> your your position has to change, Jesus. You can't make this up. No, you can Well, you can't. You can make I wish it up. Actually, we can make it up actually, it go away. Actually, you can yeah. make it up. They've made it up. That's what this that's like, what this I whole mean, it's issue a version is. version
4: of the Hunger Games.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's, you,
4: it's,
1: you need to go to americanevangelicals.com. Let me squeeze one more call in very quickly. You're going to have to get to it quickly, Andrew. We just got about a minute. Go.
5: Hi, Dr. Trick. Okay, I have a father-in-law who wants to get remarried. However,
0: uh he cheated on his wife, um and uh, I know the answer to that. I'm not I don't want to go to his marriage, his wedding. He claims to be a Christian, though he acts like he's not. My question for you is for non-believers, do we do we
1: Terms Andrew, terms Andrew, don't go any free. further. Yeah. Andrew, I'm sorry. That's not the topic we're talking about today. Let's do that another time. Uh, I'm sorry, but i got to move on because too many people are trying to talk about what we're talking about today. Let's talk about that another time. Gary in Mississippi, you got 30 seconds. Go.
5: Hey, uh, Frank, thank you for taking my call. Kelly, yes. I was going to ask you real quickly about the Canadian uh, church. and Have you heard of it and what do you think How it will affect our churches? Uh, they interviewed on AFR yesterday a lady of the clergy who is an atheist. She said that over 50% of the clergy of the Canadian church is are atheists. What, what's your opinion on that? All
1: right. Thank you very much, Gary. Kelly?
4: Thanks, Gary. Um, I, I'm sorry, sir. I just don't know much about that. I, I know that Canada is um, falling more quickly in some ways than we are in terms of free speech, and and I just... Don't want to follow in that follow that decline, and yep. so um, I'm sorry to hear that. But I think it's a good lesson, which is don't look at clergy, collars, or degrees, or even words. Uh, really, really, let's abide deeply in Christ and the whole counsel of Scripture. Uh, listen to Frank's show <laughs> and, and all the American Family shows. And, and, and really become worldview Christians in the, in the line of C.S. Lewis's Mere Christianity, uh, because it's biblical wisdom that it, that's the highest love for human beings. Our contention with these progressive ministers is that it's not progress, it's regress. They're hurting people, they're hurting the family, they're hurting cultures, and they need to repent and st- stop taking dark money. You know, it's sort of a 30 pieces of silver thing, uh, mm. taking money from, from power. So, so we're speaking truth to power. I don't care if they're in Canada or Scandinavia or Africa. We're saying, let's get back to Jesus and the whole Council of Scripture that's the highest love for human beings and the, for a thriving culture.
1: Well said, Kelly. Kelly, thanks for being on the show today. This is eye opening.
4: Thank you so much, Frank. I really appreciate you and what you're doing.
1: And the website, again, is AmericanEvangelicals.com. Kelly, can people sign that letter if they want to? Yes,
4: please. It doesn't go up right away, but we're getting them. We're getting a 1,000 hits an hour. Beautiful. Uh, there's, We're just volunteers who put this up, and we, we really feel like it's a prophetic word to the nation and the church right now. We have Alveda King, Martin Luther King's niece, Uh, All right. Thanks,
1: Kelly. Got to go. I appreciate that. AmericanEvangelicals.com. Check it out, friends. Sign up there, and I'll see you next week. God bless.
2: The views and opinions
4: expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.